rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new, completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. Governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. But we also have to talk about what a governor can do. <sighs> these stupid babies. I'm so tired of hearing about these damn babies ruining everybody's fun, ruining everything. They're causing the diaper problem. The I mean, what problem. have they not done? Right. Golly. I mean, you just get so tired of, of hearing about it. These, these babies and these, these poor women who just, you know, the, what the babies do is they attack the women and then the women are left to just deal with the babies after the baby attack. Welcome to the program. <laughs> I can't even believe that's a soundbite, but it is. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon, to start your Wednesday off right top of our uh, first hour here. And of course, that was Stacey Abrams. Who just said the what did they what what do they like to say? She said the quiet part out loud, Kane. She said the quiet part out loud. She uh, blamed. Uh, I mean, that's really ultimately that's just what she said. She's these damn babies can't even tell you. So this interview that she gave, and at no point did the interviewer go, "Wait, what?" Which also is a concern. That no one who was listening to her stopped and thought that might not be such a, a good soundbite. No, that's what I mean, exactly what she said. That That is exactly it. So the whole addressing inflation, you know, you need the abortion to be able to address the inflation. The other day, as Kane noted, we had the whole, uh, the soundbite of, uh, or no, it was the headline that, uh, it, it it was cost of diapers had increased and formula had increased and it was there's a supply chain issue and it's all because of these damn babies and now here you have this oh my gosh having children is why you're worried about your price of gas I mean just being able to get to work that's not why we're worried about it you don't even have any kids so what would you know 
Oh, yeah, it needs to be said. Do you have kids? Because you don't, then why are you sitting here lecturing to people who do about why their kids are so problematic? Maybe if you had kids, maybe you would understand the selflessness that a parent feels. That needs to be said. Because she says some pretty tone-deaf things. If you're worried about the price of gas, if you're, if you're concerned about food costs, I mean, and then she goes, I don't think she understands what reductive means. But for women, it's not a reductive issue. But here I'm going to reduce it to literally this stupidity right here as I'm talking to you right now. Golly. I don't, ha- I don't think she's a smart woman. I mean, there's some women on the left that I think are intelligent. I don't think that she is among them. But, oh, wow. Just wild. So that's we're going to start our day off with that because they keep inching towards it. What was it? Um, yesterday... Uh, Joe Biden was saying that the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to he's going to codify. He keeps pushing Roe v. Wade keeps nobody. Hi, can we talk about how eggs are so much more expensive? Oh, my gosh. How people are having to make decisions about what kind of, you know, what are they? What are they? What kind of groceries if they can afford groceries, if they have to cut their grocery bill? This is what gets me. We have all of these problems that are created clearly by horrible economic policies. And Democrats are so self-aggrandizing that they can't even address this. No, it's because of the children. How far we've fallen from Whitney Houston's hit song. I mean, think about it. They don't believe that the children are our future. And they don't think that they should be leading the way at all. They're just going to wipe, wipe them off the face. I mean, what, what else am I supposed to think of? Oh, my gosh, this is so bad. Mm, so bad. Now, this, um, she was telling this to Morning Joe. And not a single person thought to stop her. They didn't push back. She didn't offer any kind of policy solutions other than, well, we need abortion. Okay, what about the cost of housing? Well, abortion. What about gas prices? Abortion. What about, um, you know, the cost of food and supply chain issues and all of this stuff? Well, it's all abortion is what it is. It's abortion, 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 abortion. It's the only thing. It's the only solution we have. That's all we have. I was only told to say those things from now until from now until Election Day, which is 20 days away. They keep emphasizing this. In fact, there was an analysis this was uh, done. It was published over at NPR. A third of Democrat ad spending for the entire month of September was about abortion, despite the fact that one of the most recent from a week ago, actually two weeks ago, and then the poll before that showed the same. A New York Times Siena College poll showed only five percent of voters. Doesn't matter if they're pro-life or a pro-choice. Only five percent of voters think that that is even remotely close to being the most important issue facing the country nobody thinks that's the most important issue facing the country they're broke girl they're broke well you wouldn't be broke if you were having these stupid babies if you weren't having them no the the way to stop the economic crash the way to stop all of your economic problems isn't for us to come up with better economic policy it's for you to kill your children wow I mean, we're back to sacrificing people in volcanoes. Look at that. That's, to me, that is the most stunning avatar. That is the most, that is the 
epitaph of the Democrat hope for 2022. It is so incredibly stunning that they don't blame their policies. It's your kids. Do they not understand that their actions have led to this? Do they not understand that passing a trillion dollar spending bill has led to inflation? Do they not understand that the restrictions on domestic production has decreased supply and driven up price and they can't blame it on oil companies? Do they not understand this? They have fought tooth and nail to stop any and all expansion or investment into further creation of additional refineries. All of this goes into it. They worry they peak too soon. Yeah, that's it. Do you see that headline? Democrats worry they peak too soon ahead of midterms. I'm made of jokes right now. Let's try to wade through this. They have cause for concern. They're fading at a bad time ahead of midterm elections. The summer surge, they said, fostered optimism. The party could buck historical trends and retain control of Congress. But that poll found that uh, that ballot, that lead that Republicans have is even increasing by more. Hmm. Interesting. Women, independents, are now leaning towards the Republican Party. This is not going to help it. So Democrats think they peaked too soon. I guess like the kid in high school that peaked and then when you go to your tenure, you reunion, you there you find that they were the drunks sitting at the table being the loudest. I'm not saying that was mine, but you know. I argue they never peaked. Yeah, I mean you That's what I argue. You yeah, you would kind of, I mean they they haven't actually, but you know, they can hope. They have a really really uh really inflated view of themselves. So Biden has a cunning new plan to lower gas prices, guys. Even though our strategic petroleum reserve is at an all-time low, Biden's decided that he is going to, he said this yesterday, he's going to release more. It's cunning. It's, he's blaming the oil companies because the oil companies are not allowed to drill more because of his restrictions. So it's still their fault somehow. And they're blaming the big oil because big oil is gouging the prices for the oil they can't drill because the Biden administration won't let them. And they're profiteering. How dare they make money on their product? And then they're going to... Wait, wait, wait. Full stop. Is it profiteering when Hunter Biden does it? Only when everyone that's not a Biden does it? Okay. It's a D different. They're blaming little oil, the greedy little gas stations, all you gas stations... There wasn't there a study that showed the majority of those are actually owned by minority Americans. So why does he hate minorities? I don't know. They're blaming uh, OPEC and the Saudis. And so now they're going to drain more of the SPR. So you blame everyone else says, well, this this is not what Wall Wall Street Journal says, but this is what he's doing. You blame everyone else and then you decide to sell more oil from your strategic reserve so you can try to control the gas prices that are being crunched because you absolutely refuse to drill more. Other countries can drill more. That's okay for the environment, but not you. So, those damn babies again. (laughs) It's like that meme when you have the person who's, it's the little cartoon, the cartoon panel when you have the guy on the bike, and then he's riding his bike totally fine, and he sticks a twig, puts a stick in the spokes of his bike, and then he falls down and clutches his knee. Damn babies what it is 
He's going to sell the last roughly 15 million of 180 million barrels from the SPR that he'd authorized for sale back in March. So that's he also wants to tell that he's calling on the Energy Department to be prepared for more sales from what's left of about 400 million barrels in reserve. We could be doing this, but no, we're going to go through all of our savings. We could be doing it, but we're going to just blow through our strategic petroleum reserves. I know. John Fetterman released a non-medical report that reporters are saying is pretty much, it's, it's a, just a basic letter from his primary care doctor. That's it. It's not a medical report. And they're trying to act like it is. So I'm not quite sure, but okay. Uh, we'll talk more about that. It's not a medical report, though. It doesn't really answer any questions. And uh, we're going to talk about Biden pushing to codify Roe. Maybe that'll make all the prices go down for everything. The Steele dossier, Igor Toshenko was acquitted of lying to the FBI because there's never going to be any justice in that district, in that court, never going to be any. So we've got that for you. I have a kind of important headline for, for relating to China. We've got some wokery uh, and a whole bunch more, so you don't want to miss. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013, small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech kane the moment we have been waiting for might be here maybe soon maybe potentially hazardous near-earth asteroid is spinning faster every year Phaethon's unusual rotation could eventually change its trajectory in the solar system. It could maybe get near Earth. It's shaving a whole four milliseconds from its rotation every year. I mean, yes, it'll take thousands and millions of years and we'll all be dead and our grandkids will all be dead and great, 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 great. You know, the Earth may not even be here. Who knows? God may have had enough. But it is close. It is, I think it's close enough to be considered smod potential. Yeah. So... Smod 2024, yay! Bloomberg is not running for anything, but he's spending $60 million in midterms. He is quite, I mean, he is, I think, you know what? Paris Hilton's way smarter with her money than he is with his, gotta say. Uh, Michael Bloomberg is spending $60 million to try to boost Democrats this year's midterm elections. And he's, he's, he's given a lot of money to Planned Parenthood, which already gets a half a billion dollars every year. 
for uh, federal funding. Uh, they it also includes eleven million to their top house super PAC, and so far he's wasting his money. I've never seen a guy like just set his money on fire the way he does. At least setting it on fire would provide heat, which none of his candidates in their races are doing. The CDC votes tomorrow to permanently as to well to determine whether they're going to permanently shield Pfizer and Moderna from any kind of liability related to the injections. Uh, they're trying to make it part of the consideration is whether they're, or not they're going to make it part of the mandated. Uh, child immunization uh, schedule. The full those are actual immunizations. This is just an injection that who knows what does. It doesn't do like they, you're, they're, you don't get immunity from it. So whatever. But if they are able to do that, that means kids going to public school would they have to have this injection that doesn't actually provide immunity? And will it further shield them? They're already shielded to an extent, but would it further shield them from any kind of liability? It's already very difficult to bring cases like that forward. We've talked about this before. Texas seizes enough fentanyl to kill every American. Every American. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So the announcement came from head of U.S. Border Patrol. They were saying that they have so far seized. This is so... There is so much of this. Enough fentanyl to kill every single American in the United States. That is absolutely stunning. It is... uh, It was Operation Lone Star. That's the... Uh, where they have all these uh, Texas National Guard soldiers and they have DPS troopers and they're they're trying to stop what the Biden administration has caused. And so they've seized enough fentanyl to kill, they said, uh, over 342 million lethal doses. Enough to kill every man, woman, and child in the U.S. of A. And uh, the other, that's it, there's no consequences apparently for a lot of the, the people that have been running over. Some of this too, this is the other thing to watch. Whenever, I've had Border Patrol tell me this before, whenever big groups come over, this is when you get big shipments of fentanyl and all that as well. They use the big groups of people as a distraction. Uh, further, George Floyd's mother of one of George Floyd's kids is announcing a $250 million lawsuit against Kanye West for reasons. I don't know. I'm just because she wants money. That's all. I mean, seriously, why? This is also dumb. We have more on the way, including energy, wokery, economy and Democrats hating babies. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simple delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples in the privacy of their bedroom, excuse me, the mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, what? Golly. That was, uh... That is some sweetness right there. Whoo boy. Welcome back to the, the program. Dana Lash here 
with you. We're trying to get over that sound bite. It was wild. I'll just come back to that. I just don't even know. <sighs> Bottom of our first hour here. I'm not, I'm going to be, I got to be real with you. I'm not going to be able to get over the Stacey Abrams audio for quite some time. I'm warning you right now. I have literally reconfigured all of the bumper music today to go around that audio. So we just played a little Ramones there. You can only guess what that is. And then coming up, we I had a joke that I put out. I said, Stacey, breaking, Stacey Abrams unveils new campaign theme song, Hell is for Children. We're going to get to all of that. But first, greetings and salutations. Rejoin. Welcome back. That was the president of the United States yesterday who just, that was bad. He just can't. I just, it's, I pushed to the privacy of their bags. Don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. And then he kind of looks around. Who is he looking for when he does that? I don't mean, look, for real. Yes, it is weird and it's kind of funny, but it's not funny also. Do you know why it's not funny? Because we got some bad people in this world. Some of them are, we got the people running the uh, commie depot over there in Beijing, right? We've got uh, Mr. Lenin wannabe McPillow face Putin over there who is really trying to, I mean, him and Madonna, he's just Madonna at this point with his head shaved. Fuse, that was low. Was it? Was it though? I heard you. Is it? I don't think so. Kane's Googling furiously. Are you Googling it? I mean, they're like five levels below Jocelyn Wildenstein. Stop already. You know, come on. There are limits. So we've got some bad guys in the world. We've got Iran. You're shaking. You saw it, didn't you? You agree. You've got Iran. They're, they're, they're killing women who just don't wear enough of a head covering. It's bad. We got some bad stuff happening. We're, we got an energy crisis that Europe's about to plunge into. They're hurryingly uh, trying to reopen some coal plants and keep some open. And Germany's, t- they're gambling with winter because they've, you know, you already have Russia that's been playing politics and restricting energy. And now they, they may have blown up their own pipeline so that they could, they could further screw over they don't have to have a, a cast of spill eye. They can just they can just say, oh well, you know, it just we don't know what happened to it, so uh, we can open up a little bit, you know, on the Nord Stream one if you want. So it is, it's it's bad. There's some bad stuff, and I don't want to have, you know, my president. Even though I didn't vote for him, I don't want to have the United States look less powerful. Because I have a guy up there who's like, there's nothing wrong with the economy, Jack, as he licks an ice cream cone. And that's a whole other issue. There's certain things that you don't do. Just please let me get this. Indulge me for five seconds. Sidebar. There's certain things I don't want to see male politicians do. Don't eat meat off a stick. Don't lick an ice cream cone. It's just don't do it. Put it in a bowl. You don't do If you're going to run for office, those are things you got to forfeit. Right? And like you can't do business with China either. Biden's. Just don't do these things. Because it's so easy to Photoshop you. Now, back to the point. I don't want to see the leader of the United States looking frail and confused because we're the United States of America. Even our frail and confused people need to seem as though they could kick the hell out of the toughest guy of any other country. I am just very, call me whatever you want, but I want our weakest people to be stronger and look stronger than the stronger people of tyrant nations tyrant run nations just that's just kind of how i look at it 
there is peace through strength. And if you're going to be old and feeble in this position, then at least be kind of seem crazy. One thing I'll get that, that I think that people on the left can give Trump, even if they didn't like him. Our America's enemies, our geopolitical foes had no idea what he was going to do. He seemed crazy enough that he would push that button. And they lived in complete and total fear of that every day. I mean, for crying out loud, he was on Twitter calling short stack down there in North Korea, rocket man. So who knows what he was going to do? I liked that uncertainty in their hearts. They didn't know if he was going to wake up in a bad mood one day and be like, you know what, blanket, and then hit a button. They didn't know. And there was something that I appreciated about that because they kept a civil tongue in their head. They didn't get too froggy. They kind of stayed, they stayed in their lane, whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. And it wasn't until we got President McUnity ice cream cone cheese brain up here that we, you know, that now everybody's acting a fool. So I just think if you're going to be like that, then at least seem maliciously crazy. Because there's a certain level of security with that. I mean, it may, I'm looking at our survival and success of America. My ways may not be your ways, which is why they're my ways. So I have a few other things. I think everybody would agree with that, King, right? Oh, yeah. Seems very commonsensical. Okay, so let's get to a couple of more things here. The, uh, good heavens, we have the situation with Pelosi denying this New York Times polling. I don't know if you saw that. She had kind of had a little bit of a, little bit of a melty meltdown yesterday. She was talking with Andrea Mitchell and she said, I don't agree with polls showing that Americans care about crime and inflation. That was one of my favorites. I just, this is audio sound by 10. She just, she just dismisses it. Listen to this. No. What do you think the president has gotten this message through the voters? Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said, I don't agree with. Oh, that great. is to say, the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You decide one poll, but all the others. It's polls also the real clear politics average no. is showing similar issues. No, but they, but that was one that brought down the average, and it was an outlier. It wasn't even that big a sample. So I, I dismiss that. I dismiss it. Okay, go on then. I'm totally fine with her dismissing it. Guys, what skin is it off our back if she dismisses it? They're just going to keep doing the same old thing, and that works to our advantage. Let her do it. But also, how ridiculously, again, tone deaf. I just dismiss it. I mean, it's only literally the top issue for every single survey that has been done. In fact, you look at inflation, uh, economy overall, jobs, energy, uh, sometimes it's gas and then energy. All of these are the top five issues for every voter out there. It doesn't matter if it's a CNN survey. doesn't matter if it's New York Times. doesn't matter if it's CBS. doesn't matter if it's YouGov. It doesn't matter what far left-leaning survey site it is or polling firm or what far right polling firm it is. There is one thing that all Americans agree with besides Meghan Markle being a grifting ghoul. It is that this, the economy, is the most important issue. The economy, energy, it's national security. It is basic domestic security. It is everything. And they have no answer for it. None. 
Well, I mean, they kind of do. If you listen to Stacey Abrams, I mean, it's the damn babies. You know, the reason that the inflation and all of that is the way it is is because, you know, this I love this woman. She's like 50 years old, never married, doesn't have kids. But I'll be damned. She's going to sit here and tell you how to raise your family. She's going to sit here and tell you. I mean, what? What a horrible person. I mean, the the Pat Benatar song, Hell is for Children, is supposed to be for entertainment purposes. It's not supposed to be, you know, your personal anthem stays. So this, that's their whole, that's their response. They don't have, they, their, their answer is, well, just it's the babies or I dismiss it. Well, you can't. It's here. <laughs> that's, that's it. She doesn't believe it because it doesn't affect her. None of these people, this is the other side of this card, none of these people believe or either want to believe or even really feel like there's cause to believe in a bad economy because it doesn't affect them. She has, Nancy Pelosi is so dang rich. She has, and she's made her wealth by marrying rich and she's made her wealth by who knows what she's been doing in Congress. I've got some theories. Never forget, she had two sub-zero uh, refrigerators and she opened up a drawer and we did the math on that how much it was like two hundred dollars worth of ice cream in there something like that minimum. who eats two and they were the little bougie look where they they weren't even little pints they were the little bougie sizes a healthy american male would call them sample sizes and they're like 25 dollars a pop She's like, I just love my ice cream. Everyone else is at home getting paid by the government because they would get arrested if they left their house without face panties on. And she's there. "Mm, I love my ice cream. (sighs) It doesn't affect them. They don't get they don't get hit by the issues in the world that they force us to live in. They live in an entirely different sphere altogether. So they don't see it. So it doesn't affect them. How can it affect you if it doesn't affect them? They don't have any object permanence. They're like babies that they hate. They don't have any object permanence. Well, I don't see it. It's gone now, so it must not be here. Peekaboo is the scariest thing you could do to them. few other things, ladies and gents. This seems kind of important, this little bitsy headline here. The Washington Post has a story about how American taxpayers are funding China's hypersonic missiles. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a report that shows how Beijing is using specialized U.S. technology produced by firms funded by the Pentagon. Now, the analysts say that the controls need to be tightened up, noting that the U.S. and China are involved in a hypersonic arms race. Under U.S. law, companies can't sell tech to China for use in their missile programs, saying that they're unaware and saying that they're unaware there is no shield. Uh, investigators were looking at records dating back to 2019, and they found out that the sales, often through intermediaries, were carried out by almost 50 firms. Why are these firms not getting super federally spanked here? They're funded by our tax dollars and they're engaging in banned behavior. I don't even, can I also, I don't even know why we're allowing a communist nation, communist government to buy like farmland and stuff. Why is that even being allowed to happen? Million dollar question. So the uh, Center for National Security Initiatives at the University of Colorado at Boulder Uh, Ian Boyd said it's disturbing. He says the bottom line is that tech can be used for military hypersonics funded by taxpayers through the government and ended up in China. And they said that many of the U.S. firms were frequently funded by the Pentagon working with U.S. military while selling the sought-after goods and programs to Chinese companies. Lovely. 
In July and August of 2021, the Chinese military launched a rocket that used a fractional orbital bombardment system to propel a nuclear-capable hypersonic glide vehicle around the Earth for the first time. Remember that? And it, it, a lot of people in the United States were wondering, well, we didn't think that they had that capability. And they thought it was very close to a... Sp- it was uh, Mark Milley, the guy who was all about uh, reading a CRT... And he did, he focused so much attention on CRT. They were doing that instead of paying attention to this, apparently. It was all designed that the whole purpose of that missile and the way it operates was to evade any uh, American nuclear defenses. Uh, Millie described it as close to a Sputnik moment for the U.S. Yeah, but you were too busy reading your CRT books, remember? Remember that whole hearing? Mark Millie sat there defending CRT. Maybe you should have been paying attention to some of what our geopolitical foes were doing. There, there is, it is um, definitely, it is incredibly troubling. And I think it further shows that some of our military leaders have taken their eyes off the ball for sure. We have more to jump into, folks, just to give you a little bit. I got some wokery for you. Uh, we've we got a lot uh, and some of a big midterm update coming up as well. So we have all of this still and more. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. Talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. What could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. Oh, my gosh. I can't stop playing this. That's Stacey Abrams on Morning Joe saying it's those damn babies. That's the reason why her answer. I'm not making this up. That was her answer because they were talking about inflation and and uh, high gas prices and jobs and all this stuff. And she's like, well, you know, abortion. It's abortion. That's what woman. You are not married. You have no kids. You don't get to weigh in here. No. Good grief. 
That's like me sitting here like, commentating on football, Kane. God love my husband. You ought to see his face when he tries to explain stuff to me. It is entertaining. You know the face, the expression that a dad gets? I've used this before, but it really is true. When a dad watches his son try to catch a football for the first time and he realizes he can't catch, I'll be damned. That's kind of the expression that Chris has whenever he talks to me about football. Because I don't, look, we didn't grow up in a football town, as Kane can attest to. We had a little, we got a taste of it. We got a taste of it, and then we got screwed over, right? So we just don't, like, I don't eat to the Rams this day. The Rams could play a hostile alien, like, literally from another planet team, and I would root for the alien team. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember the St. Louis football Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Remember I kind of know, so I kind of remember them, and then we lost them. Didn't they yeah, get, they then went they went away to Arizona, yeah. yeah. But then we got the Rams for a little bit, and then they went away. I kind of liked having our baseball team and football team match. It's like having the same kind of toe and nail polish at the same time, same color. And then it was just like totally not like that at all when we got the Rams. I'm like, what? It's not the same thing. What? Make the Cardinals, the, the football team in Arizona, make them give up their stuff. You don't get that. We're the Redbirds. You don't get that. <sighs> I still got feelings. Yeah, it's like the Bears and the Cubs, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like having your, to- your nail polish match your toe polish. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Not, I like the, the analogy. I yeah, but with, you know, but it's like the matchingness of it. I like it because you can be like, oh, doing. I'm going to put our bear, or my bear merch up, get my cup merch out. Yeah, you I know, see, I see what you're saying. Just, it's like you switch summer and fall. Yeah, I would just use a different analogy. Well, you don't paint your nails. I mean, no, sure I mean, don't. not that I know of anyway. No, sure don't. Yeah. But, I you know, that's it. what it's like. That's what I kind of I liked having that, you know, so. Yeah, I just, oh, man. All right, so, yeah, Stacey Abrams, that's the uh, Democrats' new response to dealing with the economy. Oh, but wait, there's more. I've got a lot more coming up. You don't want to go anywhere. Stick with us. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. He said he's been working on the economy every day for 19 months. Now Bloomberg economists are forecasting a 100% chance of a recession. So how is it that we can be barreling towards a recession uh, and the economy is, as the president says, strong as hell? 
So here's the thing about the economy, and I've said this many times. You've heard this from Secretary Yellen. You've heard this from Brian Deese, who runs our Economic Council, is that what we are seeing right now is the job market is strong. The labor force is strong. And that is not what we see usually before, uh, before a recession. Um, someone needs to tell Joe that KJP got in a hunter's stash. Just saying. That's not, uh, I don't think that's powdered sugar. Because that's the only way that that makes any sense for, you know, girlfriend here to say this. Only way. Welcome back to the program. Top of our second hour. Dana Lash here with you. The economy is strong. Nobody believes this. Why do they, you know, again, let me just warn. I don't, I don't want to give them any advice. I want a healthy opposition party because I think it keeps everything in check. But I also don't want to be giving them advice. I will say, I was saying this and then Carville's saying it too. When you, when you have the, the economic reality that you have and you see that people are struggling with everyday things and that there's the invisible tax of inflation and that families are having to cut costs and their dollar's not going near as far as it used to. When you go out there and refuse to acknowledge this, people feel unseen. They feel as though they're, the, the issues with which they're struggling are unrecognized. It makes you seem out of touch. It also makes you seem like you, how are you going to offer any solutions if you don't believe that there's a problem? And that, that makes people distrust you. And Democrats are screwing themselves so bad right now. This, they would not, I don't think that there would be any kind of concern about a historical trend because they always say this. Every, you know what, everybody says this, but that's not necessarily true. It really isn't because it didn't happen with H.W. Bush with his midterms. I went back and I was looking at all of this the other night. Um, it didn't happen uh, it actually didn't really happen as badly with W either. Uh, and with Clinton, that was because they decided to push full on gun confiscation in the 90s. And that just completely just that's what you had Newt Gingrich and the new conservative revolution. Um, and then with Barack Obama, they had just done they had just kicked off the uh, uh, bailout and a bunch of other stuff that just they got the big shellacking in 2010. And so this this idea that well it's you know it's uh, it's understandable that you know during a midterm election the pendulum typically swings the other way and whoever the incumbent is that's not necessarily true the i really do feel as though in many instances the minority party tries to make it as difficult as possible which does hamper the chances of whatever person's in office to fulfill their promise to their voters but with democrats they only had uh, I mean, really, with the with the vice president as the tiebreaker, plus one in the Senate, they had control of the House. They didn't do any of this. You know, like right now, for instance, Biden's out there talking about codifying Roe v. Wade. Why the hell didn't he do this when they had a majority, when they controlled everything with greater numbers? Why didn't they do that? If they really felt that, that it was that important, not only would they have done that a lot sooner when they had greater numbers, but you know what they would have also done? They would have also have done it in each state in which they had majorities in their state legislature, knowing, anticipating what Ruth Bader Ginsburg was warning everyone, that there was going to be a possible challenge to Roe v. Wade. At some point, it was going to come up in the courts and that it was going to challenge the weak logic on which that 
that decision, which that case was adjudicated. And Dobbs versus Women Jackson's uh, Jackson Women's Health was just that. It challenged the notion that it was a privacy issue, which it wasn't. It was a bastardization of that. And at, at Ginsburg warned about it. Even Sotomayor said, yeah, it's really bad. I mean, it's predicated upon bad, bad argument. Democrats, all this time, they didn't do anything state by state. It's a problem of their own making. And so this, I mean, it's, you can sit here and say that, well, you know, trend, you know, historically, it wouldn't be so if they recognized the problems, they remedied the problems, they offered policy solutions, and they actually focused on the top issues that were concerning to voters. And they actually did the, did the background work to serve their voters ahead of an election, which they used to actually be kind of good at, but now they, they don't anymore. That party, for all the talk about that, that party's falling apart. Democrats are falling apart. Who's on their bench? Who do they got coming up at bat? Newsom? Really? Him? That's it? They had Cuomo. He, they were grooming him. That book that he came out with was supposed to be his like foray, his big, fo- his big reintroduction to the national stage. And look what happened. So what? They got Newsom, who's, who's got so much baggage. The rail, the light rail scheme alone should tank him. Who else do they got? They don't have anyone. The Castro brothers, who are like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, one of them spoke at, um, was it the 2012, was it 2012, uh, DNC? Yeah, they didn't do anything. They don't have anybody. Uh, no, nobody. Kamala Harris, I think, disappointed them. No, they don't have anybody. They don't, they haven't been grooming anyone. That's been a problem since, by the way, since Barack Obama. They got to get right. So it's not, it's not historic. They, they always say that as a way to excuse the voters' referendum on uh, what Democrats are doing, as a way to kind of say, well, we're not really, re-, you know, it's not. They're not actually rejecting us. That's no people. If they're doing a good job, people are going to continue to vote for it. People aren't going to go. Oh well, they're doing really good, but you know, we want to vote for somebody different. Let's just gamble. They don't do that. That's not how voters react. But that's that's the excuse that they keep throwing out. All right, I have more. Uh, I'm going to make sure that we get to everything. This, I got a couple of really, oh, I wanted to share this media piece with you. And then I'm going to get, there's a really weird story about this ABC News producer I'm going to hit on. CNN, I was really amused at this tweet. Let me pull this up. CNN had this tweet yesterday. They, uh, they wrote <clears throat> a whole piece on this. Quote, Wakanda is a marvel. The fictional country of the Marvel Universe is the most advanced civilization in the world, years beyond the rest of the world in technological learning. There are also uh, monarch absolutists who determine disputes through trial by combat to death. They have strict borders, a border wall that literally makes their whole city invisible. Is that what you're saying that you like? That's like saying, we look to Mustafar to figure out how to best respond to climate change. Just really wild. I can't believe they did a whole thing on that, though. They did a whole entire thing on that. It's okay. All right. I had to share that with you. Had to share it with you. Uh, some other. I have, I'm trying to make sure we actually hit to everything today. I, mi- I have some wokery I need to also touch on. So we have two wokery offerings for you today, ladies and gentlemen. The first is 
the Broadway musical 1776. They're, I guess they're, they were promoting it as being the successor to Hamilton. And they have now where they are, they said they're casting women and non-binary actors as the founding fathers. What? No, they are. They are. That's what they're doing. Uh, they said that Lin-Manuel Miranda's popular Founding Fathers remix was built for performers of color. 1776 has been retrofitted onto this troupe of women. Well, the founders weren't women. So this is, I wouldn't even want to follow this. I wouldn't even want to watch it. How is it? They said that they that there's they they celebrate the incongruity of having the cast come out in contemporary clothes and all this other stuff and uh, you know have women and non-binary whatever. Th- then you're not doing it. You're not doing something on. Um, you're not doing anything on the founders. That's not. It's not. That's not what it is. You're not. You're not doing anything on the founders at all. You're. You're doing. You're just making up something and you're calling it that. Because there, it's it's important. I mean, if you're going to base something off of something historical, you do need to keep to a certain level of realism. Otherwise, there's not going to be anything recognizable for the audience member in the story. Why do we always have to do this? Why are we always retconning history with with this kind of stuff? And then to further, you remember we had the Ulta Beauty thing. Where you had two dudes who were sitting at a table talking what it was like to be girls or women in America. And Ulta got lit up. So they turned off the comments on their video. And they're standing by it. You had two guys, one of whom isn't, I mean, it's sexist. It's woman face. And as I said at the time, you wouldn't, you wouldn't accept Two white people sitting at a table discussing what it's like to be black in America. So why would you then accept two dudes sitting at a table discussing not just what it's like to be women, but even like weirdly what it's like to be girls. And one of the dudes that was talking, he apparently like this is I think it's a shtick for him. He like was like, uh, what is it? Bi- non-binary or whatever. And then he was like, oh, I'm a girl now. And he did this video diary of, you know, day three of a girl. And what really infuriates me about this is that they base everything on the most stereotypical characteristics of what they think a woman is. They reduce women to TNA. They they actually objectify women as a way to use those measures to determine how much of a woman they are. So it's all about makeup and heels and boobs and everything else. And it's really unsettling and it's absolute appropriation and it's woman face. And the thing that gets me is whenever like this guy, he was like, oh, it's day three of being a woman and I've, you know, wearing makeup and doing this. Have you noticed that none of these people ever go, oh, it's day four of being a woman and I found a lump in my breast. Or it's uh, day five of being a woman and uh, I had uh, a a bad... uh, test result when I went in uh, for my OBGYN for my well woman they never say anything like that they never they never say oh it's day six of being a woman and um, I actually had to worry about um, you know being overpowered and being raped they never being a woman is so much more than the cosmetic I mean they're they're 
what Ulta is doing with this video is they are objectifying women and they are removing the what the stereotype their assigned characteristics of what a woman is and they're trying to repackage it as as a commodity and they're just allowing these these men to appropriate it and talk about what it is to be you you're not part of the sisterhood you're not part of our female tribe you've never had to experience what we've experienced you never had the same fears that we have had it is appropriation it is misogyny and it's bs Ulta can get bent. I'm not buying another damn thing from that that shabby company again. Good grief. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company. And it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement. And uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, they're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, Vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech this is actually super cool archaeologists have found the tomb of saint nick saint nicholas beneath some byzantine church in turkey yeah dude the church was built on top of a foundation of a previous basilica it was destroyed in the middle ages by rising sea levels in the mediterranean experts conducted work at the site in 2017 they found these gaps under the newer church's floor so they spent very carefully the past few years removing the mosaic because they got to piece it back together can you imagine that job and they revealed this ancient foundation. They found it. He is the inspiration. He's the story of Santa Claus. That's who it was based on. So it's actually been found. The figure, he, he lived between 270 and 343 AD. He inherited money and he gave it to the poor. And he gave people, uh, like he gave uh, women bags of gold to save them from lives of prostitution. Just like an all around ace dude, right? Like a super great guy. So that's actually really neat. Uh, also, uh, NASCAR. Uh, first off, we got Texas gun dealer sues Biden for shutting firearm stores over paperwork flukes. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more. This is from uh, the Federalist. The there's a Texas firearms dealer suing the administration because of weaponizing the ATF. Any kind of any if for if they do any kind of audit for their FFL, if they find even like you know a typo or any kind of fluke, they're bringing the hammer down on these people. But not Hunter Biden. He can lie on a 4473. NASCAR suspends Bubba Wallace for one race. It's a one-week timeout. Americans, their media distrust 
still remains super high or trust in media remains near a record low, however you want to look at it. That's coming from a new Gallup poll. And Anna Mae Wong is the first Asian-American woman featured on the U.S. quarter. We got a lot more on the way. Midterm update next. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a one 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. As you know, for President Biden to make good on his pledge to codify Roe, Democrats would have to keep the House majority, pick up Senate seats, and eventually change the filibuster rule as well. That's a very tall order. Is the president setting himself up potentially for failure? So I'll say this, um, uh, Wolf, and thank you so much for having me. Look, I can't get into politics or talk about elections. You know that uh, because of the Hatch Act. So I'm going to be very careful here in what I say as I'm standing right in front of the White House here. Oh, my gosh. That's Corinne Jean-Pierre talking with uh, Wolf. What did did, uh, one of the, uh, who was it that called him Wolf Blitzen at one point? It was Herman Cain. Herman was so funny. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Bottom of our second hour. Yeah, I don't know. The Pernicious Political Activity Act. Ah, I mean, you you can you can you're asked this every day in the in the presser, the White House avail. So she's this was a really interesting back and forth here between Wolf Blitzer and uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, because Wolf is asking her the question that a lot of more seasoned operatives have been kind of bringing up with the party. Like uh, you guys are getting over your skis here on this issue. It's to the point where it's it is fueling a voter distrust really amongst the very demographic they're trying to hook with this move. I shared with you yesterday the insane New York Times poll showing independent women. There is now a 14 plus no, sorry, 70 plus 17 shift towards Republicans away from Democrats with independent women. So that was, they're losing. They're, they're losing on this issue. This is the wrong time. They're, it's just the wrong time. And when they're talking about whether or not they peaked, I think, too, what I'm hearing, if you read between the lines, so to speak, with some of their analysis on this, if the Dobbs v. Jackson women's health, they would have much preferred this, this ruling to come out like now as opposed to earlier when it did. What did we tell you? Because it was, it was what, over spring? That you're going to go through many, many months and that's not going to be the number one priority for voters anymore. Especially as they feel the pain in their pocketbooks and bank accounts, 401ks, etc. And that's exactly right. 
And as they saw that all, you know, Armageddon didn't happen, that nothing was actually banned, that every state, there's not a state in the union that does not have an exception for life of the mother, not even Arizona that had like a really, and I will say they had like a really worded uh, portion of their law that they sought to clarify that didn't actually ban it. They just wanted to further clarify it so that they couldn't have any legal challenges to it. I get it. But there there's nothing that they realize that it's not what it was said to be that the result wasn't what it was said to be and further i think some of them realize as i noted earlier that this is ultimately the fault of a of their party that they always reliably vote for that chose to go after the the appeal of the federal grift of abortion than they did actually putting the work in state by state and trying to serve their voters by shoring up whatever they think was going to be lost that way so it's I mean, it's there. It's not working. Long story short, they're ignoring all of these other issues at their own expense. And it's now showing up in polls. And it's um, the polling, too, for that. Speaking of which, I was looking at some of this latest on it. First off, the. The in looking at I was looking at RCP and I just wanted to look at the House for a minute because we focus so much on the Senate. In real clear politics. Every single race that they have had that has been either lean or if, if it's been lean dim, it's been either it's shifted towards Republican. It's either been shifted towards uh, likely has moved to lean safe has moved to likely. And they describe that as like a measure of how blue something is. Right. So if you have, for instance, something that is likely Democrat. That's pretty reliable, right? It's not as reliable as safe Democrat, but likely Democrat's pretty reliable. When that moves to lean Democrat, there is enough of a shift in the polling that you're basically just like 10 points away from a toss up at that point. And there have been like in Virginia, Pennsylvania, those went from like Pennsylvania's 12th district went from safe dim to likely dim. Virginia, likely dim to leans dim. Uh, Pennsylvania six, likely dim to leans dim. Georgia second leans dim to toss up. Connecticut second leans dim to toss up. California's 27th toss up to leans GOP. Oregon six leans dim toss up. Ohio's ninth district leans dim toss up. California's 21st district safe dim to likely dim. That is significant because incrementally you do that enough every election. That's how you flip a state. That's what happened in Colorado. In what two election cycles? Uh, There's been very interesting. New York's 22nd went toss up leans GOP. There, you had, and I saw someone make this point. I want to, I'm trying to, who made this point? I think a friend of mine. Um, the smallest number of Democrats in the House in the last 100 years, Michael Miles, was 164 after the 1928 elections. The second lowest was 188 after 2014. The third was 183 after 1924. If all these toss-ups go red, this will be such a historic red wave that the shellacking that we were part of in 2010 will seem like child's play. And that was historic. That will seem like child's play compared to this. That enthusiasm and that momentum will also affect Senate. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. Now, I'm, I'm looking at some more of this. I wanted to break down. Carrie Lake in Arizona, new RCP average has her plus, almost plus two. She's still within the margin of error. 
1.6. Very interesting. These are governor's races. Wisconsin, it's a tie. Whitmer only leads by five in Michigan. And it's, uh, these are some, again, these are some of the gubernatorial races. Abbott's up, but he's up by basically nine. They're, uh, I will say Beto O'Rourke, and not really him, Democrats are making some gains in more conservative counties. So in my county in Texas, in, in Tarrant County, um, that was, I think, um, that's where Democrats are making a lot of gains. You got a lot of Californians moving to this, you know, it's like a suburb, right? Technically, it's part of Fort Worth. It's between Fort Worth and Dallas. And uh, a lot of Californians have been moving in. And that's the county that they've been really, really trying to flip. But it's kind of neck and neck at this point. And this is where they're, it's a really good measure of how much ground that they've covered because they seed these elections like this. What Republicans don't do is they do not, they don't run candidates in races that they know they're not going to win. But you have to realize what that looks like to voters when you just ignore those races. Like when in our home state in Missouri, in St. Louis, there's so many damn races that they, they Republicans just don't run anybody in. North St. Louis, they don't run anybody there. Which I think is, a, it, that's a loss because you're, it shows voters you're not showing up for them. And you want to know why you get generationally Democrat voters? Because you don't show up. You got to seed it. Democrats do this. And a lot of people make fun of them and they say that they're wasting money. Like Wendy Davis. Wendy Davis wasn't Wendy Davis running. Wendy Davis was Democrats running a candidate in Texas to register voters and seed the ground to flip more voters. The same thing with Beto, Robert O'Rourke, the Irishman who's appropriating a Hispanic name. His own dad, Pat, said it in a Dallas Morning News piece that they did it to appeal to Hispanic voters because he was so white and Irish. There, he's, he, it's not about him. They're running him to flip more voters and register more voters as Democrats. That's what it's about. It's not, but he believes, I mean, he's high on his own fart, so he believes in his own hype. So that's what this is. That's what this is about. And, and honestly, they absolutely, you, you, you Republicans have got to do this. And I think Republicans have been really good going into this messaging on abortion and others because, you know, the Stacey Abrams audio, I was just telling Kane this. If I'm, if I'm an operative and I'm looking at making ads, it's a million-dollar audio. You, you, can't, you can't create that. That is, that is audio that, that should be an ad tonight. That should be an ad tonight running on every, every any embattled Senate races. It should be running in Georgia. That should be used as the standard by which every damn Democrat candidate now needs to defend. And it should be a full on onslaught because it brings you back to the economy and it also shows how out of touch they are and it further drives those independent women over to Democrats. That's what they need to be doing. There's a way to thread the needle. And so and I think that Republicans, by and large, have been doing a pretty good job on messaging. They, 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 one of the reasons I went so hard in that Georgia Senate race is because I saw some people who are operatives on Twitter Verified accounts buckling. No, I like to be the rodeo clown. So no, mm-mm. we're going to go out. And we're, no, we're not doing this. You got you to go on offense. They do. Now, a few other things here. I wanted to look at Senate. Uh, Johnson's up by almost three in Wisconsin. Uh, Mark Kelly is plus two five in Arizona. This is RCP average. Laxalt's doing well. He's pulled ahead. RCP average now has him plus one seven. Fetterman has dropped to being plus three two. He went from being plus five to a plus three. 
So something's working. He's Oz is catching up with him. And like I said before, I mean, you go to war with the you play, or you play uh, the round with the cards you have. But he's closing in on Fetterman in this race. Politico has a piece. It's a very narrow. Fetterman's lead has dropped to being very, very narrow. And apparently AARP, which is a ghastly leftist entity, they um, they had a survey, a recent one that they only apparently showed Politico because they were not happy with it. <laughs> and it showed how much Fetterman's lead had dropped. So the, it is doable. All these races, all these races are doable, completely flippable. And remember, at the best scenario, Republicans are only going to walk away with plus two in the Senate. Best case scenario. You cannot leave any race where you did not give your all. Now, in Georgia, remember how Stacey Abrams, the, the one of the top election deniers, too, she was saying people aren't able to go out and vote. Atlanta Journal-Constitution just destroyed that inadvertently. Turnout on first day of Georgia, or early voting, broke the midterm record. It exceeded midterms in 2018 by a lot. It also, it's also exceeding special election. And the special election, that is when Democrats robbed Republicans of the vote because they told them to stay home. It wasn't because they stole your ballots in the box. It's because they stole to convince y'all to stay home. You had fewer voter turnout in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district for the special election than you did for the general. There's no reason why that, that race went the way it should have gone the way it did. No reason why. It, it allowed Warnock to, to get in. All this stuff did. Craziness. So this is, that's huge. Now I got one more thing. I got a couple of other, uh, this is from Quinnipiac. Now I don't really pay attention to a lot with New York because it's usually... You know, it is what it is. But crime is their number one issue in New York. Now, this is slightly oversampled. Uh, this is, uh, plus, well, not really. It's, it's like plus one Democrat. Uh, but Democrats, by and large, you have uh, this, uh, the most urgent issue, crime. Republicans and Democrats are saying this. The biggest issue is crime, inflation, and then protecting democracy. Mm. Yeah, whatever. Now, where it concerns, this is the difference, where it concerns Republicans and Democrats, Republicans rank crime uh, as, uh, they said 42% crime ranks first, followed by 31% inflation. Democrats, protecting democracy, crime, and inflation. But it's only like two-point difference between protecting democracy and uh, crime. So it is the top issue. I think that's kind of interesting because it's it's affecting this is I mean, it's it's that much up in their concerns that it's it's showing up in these surveys from New York. I'm telling you, can't lie to people about stuff. It's a very and Zeldin and Hochul are 46 to 50 right now. Now, obviously, Hochul does a lot better in New York City, but in the suburbs, Zeldin's beating her by one point in upstate. He's got even a bigger lead, 52 to 44. Interesting. Very interesting. We have more to come, including the Igor Dushenko thing. 
that guy, you're not going to get any any justice in the district in which that case was tried. We've got a lot. We got that. We got Florida Man coming up. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new nine millimeter P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered. The nine millimeter P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind, and Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first up close and personal at keltechweapons.com that's k e l t e c weapons.com it's his life mission to make bad decisions <laughs> it's time for florida man i want to know what drives a man to steal legos i think that's not a question i had on my bingo card this year gainesville florida a branford florida man Richard Torrey was arrested, 35 years old, was arrested Sunday after allegedly, gotta say that, you know, for stealing Lego sets from Walmart. He entered around 4 o'clock p.m. with reusable shopping bags. He went to the Lego section, filled the shopping bags with 26 Lego sets. It's over a thousand, a dollar over a thousand. Walked past the cash registers. Loss prevention, they called Gainesville police, reported him exiting the store. Police stopped him and they arrested him. He admitted to taking them, said he wasn't going to, it wasn't, uh, he denied the intention to steal. He got charged with grand theft over 750 and a judge signed an order releasing him. Uh, wow. That's, he, how do you not, if your intention is, is to not steal them, why did you just walk right past the cash registers with them in your reusable bags? I'm calling shenanigans. Gonna gonna call shenanigans on this one. All right, this is a story that angers me, and I these I'm sorry, these dudes need the book thrown at them. A Florida father and son decided that this is not how you deal. This is not defensive gun use, and I love that Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd went off on these two because they deserved it. A Florida man and his 15 year old son were arrested on attempted murder charges. They were accused of shooting an innocent woman. What ended up happening is that it was 7 a.m. A neighbor was being a good Samaritan. They accidentally got the 73-year-old Gino Colon Costa. They accidentally got his medicine delivery at his home. And so he took the medicine and he hung it on their front door. Well, they got an alert from their doorbell, their doorbell camera. And so the father and son left with their 45s looking for someone that they suspected might be a burglar. And about 100 yards away, they found a woman who was looking at her phone in a dark car with dark windows. The engine was running. So they like focused in on her, said Judd. And then she looks up and sees a 70-something-year-old standing at the back of her vehicle. He pointed the gun at her and going from low ready to presenting. That's the difference between a misdemeanor and a felony. And she thought he was going to uh, carjack her. They shot seven times. She wasn't hit. She reported them to police. She had a baby in her car, too. And uh, they're getting charged. And they should, because that is not DGU. When you're pursuing, you become the aggressor. Stay with us. Third hour on the way. 
If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com slash Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana, 972-PATRIOT. We need to responsibly increase American oil production without delaying or deferring our transition to clean energy. Let me, uh, let's debunk some myths here. My administration has not stopped or slowed U.S. oil production. That's That's not true because on day one, he, that's told just not true. I mean, on, on day one, he immediately stopped Keystone and immediately then begin restricting the permitting process. So that's not accurate. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. The top of our third hour and getting you set up this Wednesday. We made it halfway through the week, halfway through the week, everybody. So this I I wanted to touch on this because I find this his let me pull his tweet up too. forgive me because this audio just came in this afternoon and then he tweeted this just uh, a little bit ago. So he's saying that they he under he didn't do anything to uh, restrict oil and gas, which is just not true. I mean, not at all, even remotely anywhere accurate. And he also he was discussing how yeah, well we are going to have to uh, increase American oil production. We have that right. Yeah, yeah, that was the Kane had Kane grabbed this because okay, yeah, that's because there was the, he had like a d- bunch of different sound bites here that dropped within like the last like half hour. So he said we have to. Wh- how did he say it? Responsibly. We need to responsibly increase American, American oil, oil production. A note on that: we, the United States, and I'm not saying this as uh, you know a way to you know because America's so great, which it is, but we were the first to pioneer some of the cleanest, safest extraction methods used today. And our oil and gas industry did it without a government mandate. They did it before the environmental cultists, which is we different from conservationists. They did it even before any of that. And the reason they did that is because Making sure that you're a good steward of your planet so that your resources are ever replenishing is just good business. And I trust, you can trust when someone's motivated by business, you want to make sure that you're, it's like the re, the reason you keep your house clean. You don't want to live in filth, so you keep your house clean. It's just a good practice, right? You keep your car in good shape because you want to continue using it. It's just good practice. 
You know, it's the reason why hunters and conservationists, they're very careful about the animals that are harvested every season because you want to make sure that they replenish. It's just good practice. Same here. So he's not the person to lecture the oil and gas industries on responsible and ethical extraction. They've been doing it. They've been doing it while he was making deals with Beijing banks through the Seneca firm that was founded, Seneca firm founded by his son. The Bidens benefited from the opposite of responsible extraction. When they earned millions off of the, the, uh, their firm facilitating the Chinese acquisition of one of the largest cobalt mines in the world in Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo. They had no environmental regulations there. You had kids digging for this stuff with their hands. How do we know that? Because ABC, you know, the big conservative outlet, ABC, went and did a whole expose on it just a few, few years ago, showing thousands of kids hand mining this stuff. That's not responsible extraction. He says one thing, but makes bank off another. Doesn't sound very consistent, does it? Like he took his, his jet to uh, Delaware when he wanted to cast a vote in a municipal election that he could have voted for early when he had actually, because they did, they, they found that he was there at the time for early voting, didn't early vote, so he had to go back and vote on voting day in his little, how much did that cost taxpayers? $206,000, I think it was estimated, for that little jaunt. Here's the other issue. He, he had this tweet out. He said, quote, it's simple. When the cost of oil comes down, we should see the price at the pump come down as well. That's how it should work. Well, first off, it's not gone down. I don't know what, how, is he hitting Hunter's Crack Rock too? Is he also in the sensory deprivation tank drinking and smoking? I don't know. He adds, but right now refiners and retailers are making record profits at the expense of the vast majority of Americans. It's unacceptable. Here's the issue, and I made note of this. He, first off, Nordstrom, the uh, Keystone Pipeline, Immediately stops the Keystone Pipeline. Number one, the first thing, first week in office, that's what he did. He restricts extraction. He slow walks the permitting process. Sidebar to that, you, you, that was the thing that he, the Democrats promised Joe Manchin, if you vote for our tax bill that we're going to call the inflation bill and then say it's about the climate or health, whenever, you know, the situation sort of best serves the situation. They promised him that they were going to stop slow walking permits. And he said that's the reason he supported it. And then they pull the rug out from underneath him. They, Lucy pulls the football away. So although he had, uh, my, I think that he knew it all along. But they restricted extraction, drove up pricing. And he, here's the other thing. He opposed creating new refineries. This is really huge. Democrats created the refinery issue. This has been a problem for a very, very long time. Back in, this was back in June. According to the Associated Press, Biden had told oil refiners, produce more gas and fewer profits. He actually like went off on them. At the same time, he was blaming Putin for high gas. He was saying, oh, these are historically high refinery profit margins. The problem, yes, there is a bottleneck. You can get as much oil as you want, but then you've got to, the refineries have to refine it. But this has been the, the, the way that they've treated the industry and the way that they have have. Uh, the barriers to entry, the uh, industry consolidation, everything else that they have have supported and promoted have all contributed to this. I mean, you realize that there are receipts, right? 
Like, for instance, this is a uh, this is from uh, da, 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 da. I'm going to make sure I I think this is Wall Street Journal. I have this cached. So the federal ethanol mandate, you would have exemptions for smaller oil refiners. And then the Biden administration spent two years regularly denying applications for exemptions. Just last winter, he denied 65 such petitions. So he sets out to cause the consolidation of refineries. And then he's mad that this is the result of his policies. Are you crazy? I mean, they voted down. They literally voted down a bill to build new refineries. This is from CNN. This was back in 2006, by the way, because, yes, it does take that long to build and expand and and modernize refineries. They've been doing this for forever. They have opposed it for forever. Anytime this comes up, this the the oil price issue is not is is he blames everything but their own policies that create these bottlenecks. It's just stunning. And the other they've done this. I mean, you've hadn't had I what? How many years has it been? There was a piece that Reason Magazine had. This is all going all the way back to 2005. And in 2005, at that point, there had not been any new creation of any new refineries for 29 years. So I went back and I was looking at any proposals during that time. And I cannot tell you how many bills there had been proposed for the creation or of refineries or uh, investment into refineries to expand capability. And every single one of them were voted down. By what party do you think? So you can't sit here and blame the industry that you've that you've kneecapped for you put them in this position. Just asinine. And these are expensive. I mean, if you're going to build a refinery, you're looking at billions of dollars in an industry that this administration says they want to bankrupt. And they've been saying they want to bankrupt it for how long? You've had Hillary Clinton says she wanted, she wants, wanted to bankrupt oil and gas. That really haunted her 2016. You had Barack Obama who said it. One of the reasons why you saw such a shellacking in addition to health care is because of that. Biden has said it. So what you, do you honestly think that when you sit here and tell people that you're going to ruin their industry, that you're going to attract investors to spend billions of dollars on something that you say that you're going to close anyway? That is not how investments work. That's not how long-term strategy works. They have nobody to blame but themselves on this. But they think you're stupid. They think that you honestly believe that Joe Biden is just trying to help scoop up the oil out of the earth himself and those damn republicans are just knocking that bucket out of his hand you can't make this stuff up you cannot okay i wanted to touch on this too a little more lighthearted. there was a australian commentator who got uh sydney watson she got stuck on an american airlines flight And I do think that she went off on it a lot, but she is a thousand percent not wrong. She was sitting between, she was in steerage, 
sitting between, she said, uh, well, the way she said, wedged between two obese people on my flight. She couldn't even put her armrests down on her seat. And apparently the two individuals were related and they were traveling together. I get it. You think that no one's going to sit in your middle seat or something like that, but she did. It was a full flight. And they didn't, she offered to trade a seat with them and they wouldn't. So she was stuck. Couldn't even put her arms up. They, she couldn't even put the seat rests down because they were so large. And she took a picture of her, of her legs and you couldn't even see the boundary of her seat because they were in her seat. And American Airlines said, our passengers come in different shapes and sizes. We're sorry you were uncomfortable on your flight. I think if you can't fit in a seat, you should have to purchase an additional seat. Why should, why do you, does someone else have to be inconvenienced? Oh, I would have fought to put my armrest down, even if I would have taken a chunk off. Because that's, that's ridiculous. Don't, and Kane agrees with me. You totally agree, correct? Because oh, yeah. it's, re- I mean, she couldn't even, she couldn't even put her own arms to her side. Look, this is a, to me, this is an airline created problem. Mm, thousand percent. Because as, you know, back in the day, airlines, like when I was in high school, one of my first flights ever, the seats were huge in my opinion back then. Now it's like what, what's smaller. happened was yeah Americans have gotten fatter and and airplane seats have gotten smaller at the same time. I mean if you're they problem. freak out if your luggage doesn't fit in the thing. What about the people fitting in their seats? Right. And I'm sorry it is it's gross and you shouldn't be ashamed to say that. You're not going to get shamed out of you know people should it, I there should be shame at inconveniencing others to that extent and making them so physically uncomfortable. There's, they should have offered to have moved her to a different seat or something. They really should have. Or they should have told the individuals, you're going to have to pay for some of her seat because you're literally in it. Like she had a picture of her legs and you couldn't even see normally. You know how you can see the edges of a seat? You couldn't see it because they were in it. Could you fly like that? And it's supposed to be okay because she was a smaller person? She was completely uncomfortable. That's disgusting. I mean, just stop it. That's just, that's, ugh. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So, uh, there's actually someone who compiled every state's favorite swear word. And... What they discovered is that 
the I didn't know there there are 48 they said 48 curse words per 1000 tweets. Residents of Georgia use the most profanities of any US state. Minnesotans, you you're you're swearing the least. They're the most virtuous. Atlanta is the sweariest city in America. They said Minneapolis swear the least. And they said the most commonly used one is the one that uh, that starts with the letter after E. And 15 states use the S word for defecation more than any other swear word. It is you it is the most uniquely popular profanity. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A man set a New York City restaurant on fire over a botched chicken order, say police. In Queens. Good heavens. I mean, I've he set a Bangladeshi restaurant on fire. It was wild caught on video arson. He told cops that he did it because the eatery botched his order of a rice dish. He said, I was very drunk. Uh, I, I bought, he bought um, one particular order and it, they, it was not what he had ordered. So he threw it out. He's 49 years old. And then he bought a gas can and threw it at the store to try to burn it out. And he goes, I, I got, I lit it up and boom, it got on me. Oh my gosh. Like, why would you? Good grief. Calm down, Karen. Calm down. And UFO cover-ups. Maybe there's going to be another report out by Christmas. We'll see. Maybe we've got some more UFO news. Just wondering. Stick with us. We got more in store in just a moment. Back after this. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind and Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Keltech, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltechweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Some parts of the Inflation Reduction Act, this, this amazing new law that you are most excited about. So, I mean, so much. So I'm, I'm, uh, one of the things that I'm very excited about is what we have been doing in terms of electric vehicles. Um, and... I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. (laughs) I really do. And we're manufacturing them in our country. I've been to the manufacturing plants. I've, I've been on these electric school buses. And think about it. Aside from the pandemic, on a daily basis, 25 million children in our country every day go to school. Really? On those diesel-fueled school buses. Really? And hundreds, thousands of school bus drivers are driving those buses. Really? Who else would drive those buses? Kane, did you know? Shocker. Breaking. School bus drivers drive school buses. What? 
Oh my gosh. What? what? Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of our third hour. That's the uh, vice president, ladies and gentlemen. Of all the things mm. in the Inflation Reduction Act, that's her favorite. That's it didn't actually, most- I would say if it actually had reduced inflation, my favorite thing would have been it reduced inflation. Yeah, but, but it didn't do that. No. I thought this was a radio, one of our listeners. I got to share this. Should I shouldn't share it. It's, I'll get hate. He's Larry. You know who I'm talking about. You got it. It's a good response. You can say it. I've been, I've got enough heat the past couple of weeks, right? I don't need any more. You can say, you can take it for the team on this one. You can take one for the team on this one. Larry asks if, if Kamala Harris ever took the short bus. It would require a lot less electricity. It would. There you go. More helmets. More. There you go. Sidebar. Also, did anyone else think it's weird that there's no seatbelts on school buses? Yeah, I was wondering that. So if you're just, you know, in a regular car and there's fewer of you, you have to wear the seatbelt. But is there something magical that happens if you're on the school bus? If the more kids there are, then there's not really that much of a need for any kind of seatbelt. I guess the more kids equal the more airbags. Like, no, they don't even have using, those in there, too. No, they're using kids as airbags. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I just, well, you know what, though? What, what does it matter? Because, you know, blank them kids, as Stacey Abrams would say. <laughs> Who cares, right? And that what? Oh. It's, tr- it's true. It's true. You're not going to need any electric school buses, Kamala. Kamala, Kamala. They, because you, Stacey Abrams says that it's all. With. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. Because gas was so affordable, and then I had a baby, and what the hell? It went up at the pump so much. And I looked at you, I looked at the baby in the car, and I was like, stop it, baby. You just made the gas get more expensive. Ugh. Stop being poor, baby. (laughs) I can't believe... I cannot believe on Morning Joe and no one, I don't, I mean, I don't know how I would react if I was interviewing a politician and they said something like that. Said that. Oh my gosh. See? So I guess, uh, what is it? We have the amount of oil in the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve down by a third since Biden took office. Lowest point since June 84. 14 other, 14 million barrels in the coming days. Yay. He loves his 40-year <laughs> records on all the worst things. I was just thinking about that, right? He really does. 40-year high. Yeah. Strategic really... Petroleum Reserve, 40-year low. Yeah. Yeah. He Good really stuff. does love those. There's something to it. There's something to that for sure. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, a couple of things here. I want to make sure that we get... Uh, this was, I want to go back to this because I didn't, this is a really weird story. And it has to do with this ABC News producer's home. I hate Rolling Stone, but so far that's the only, kind of one of the only sources for this right now. I, I don't like Rolling Stone because they literally ran a story accusing an entire fraternity of rape when it was a, actually a girl that had a crush on one of the guys and was trying to make him jealous by claiming she was raped. And they never did their due diligence, and they ended up getting sued into oblivion. So the there's a, an Emmy-winning producer named James Gordon Meek. He had his home raided 
by the FBI and his colleagues said that they have not seen him since. Seems a little weird, right? And the New York Post noted that he's been missing since the FBI seed classified documents in his home raid. He is a 52-year-old investigative reporter, and he hasn't been seen in public since heavily armed federal agents raided his penthouse apartment in Arlington in April. And apparently, they said federal agents found classified information on Meek's laptop computer. His attorney told Rolling Stone that Mr. Meek was unaware of what allegations anonymous sources are making about his possession of classified documents. He said if such documents existed as claimed, it would be within the scope of his career as an investigative journalist covering government wrongdoing. He is the one, uh, it was Meek's reporting, it was uh, the 2017 Pentagon cover-up of U.S. servicemen in Africa that was uh, served as the basis of this Hulu documentary. And so they said that um, the Meek's attorney said that the allegations of the inquiry are troubling because they appear to come from a source inside the government. And they said it's inappropriate and illegal for individuals in the government to leak information about an ongoing investigation. Is it, though, because it doesn't seem like it if you're not a Democrat? I don't know. I mean, look at the whole Russia stuff. So they apparently don't know. The Justice Department did not comment. Uh, He's they said he resigned. So uh, ABC News told Rolling Stone he resigned very abruptly and hasn't worked for us for months Uh, Phone calls to his family went unanswered. And the last public statement that he made was a tweet from April 27th. It was a reaction to a post about uh, Russia and Ukraine. And he wrote facts. And it's just, it's wild. This this is very interesting, very interesting story. So the FBI raids his house and he just goes, he's missing now? He just goes away? Like where... And there's and it's it just seems like there's, you know, I've got questions because, you know, it's the FBI involved. So I just I have it's I think it's completely normal to ask questions because it's the FBI involved. He wasn't he's not been charged with any crime. He's not he's not at all been charged. He just abruptly resigned and nobody has seen him since. And apparently he was writing a book detailing uh, Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Ooh. Did is Biden like using Clinton techniques? Oh boy. I'm just asking I'm asking a question. Oh boy. This is kind of nutty, right? What is happening here? Why is there what happened to the sanctity of the free press? Notice how the left only cares about the free press sometimes. If Trump criticizes actual biased reporting, oh my gosh, the sanctity of the free press. But when you have uh Dasha Burns who sits down with John Fetterman and John Fetterman just crashes and burns in an interview. She's attacked. You have an actual investigative reporter who goes missing. I mean, I do think there's a, I want to be careful. He's it's, it's easy to say he's gone. Nobody's heard from him. Apparently nobody, uh, Rolling Stone was talking to colleagues and all of this. Nobody's heard from him. This is weird. Yes. So we don't even know if he's alive. Um, Is there any evidence of that? I mean, if his last tweet was in April, I don't know if there's any. There hasn't been any proof of life. 
I, I realize that's different from saying that we don't know if he's alive, but there isn't, there hasn't been any proof of life since that time. It's just weird. Yeah, to say the least. They, yeah, they think he raided, he was raided on the 27th, uh, and they haven't seen him since. Oh. Well. I just, it's weird. It's a weird story, and I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been a lot of discussion of it. They think that this is the, and this is weird to say, because this is coming from like Washington Post reporters. They're a little, they're kind of up in arms over this. They're like, you know, this is the, and it is, it is really, I think the first raid carried on on a journalist by the Biden administration. Remember Obama, Biden wiretapped AP reporters. They got the phone records of my friend James Rosen, an investigative journalist. They got his phone records and they were after his parents' phone records. He had reported on this, I think it was a North Korean missile launch or something. It was kind of public information, but the, well, it was. The Biden administration, they decided, the Obama Biden administration decided to bastardize the uh, Espionage Act. And they were going to try to charge him under that. I mean, ultimately, he it was completely in the right. But they were they were incredibly hostile to reporting. And it that's why I always rolled my eyes whenever the left criticized Trump's criticisms of the press, because he may have criticized him, but he didn't raid him. He may have criticized him, but he didn't wiretap him. He may have criticized him, but he didn't go after their parents phone records. Where's where's the where are the so-called members of the sacred free press defending one of their own? It's just weird. So far, Washington Post, to their credit, has has asked questions. I Rolling Stone, I was shocked that they actually wrote this piece. But uh, they he wasn't charged with anything. But there is this air of suspicion that's around him still, and it makes me, uh, you know, he it makes me kind of wonder. I, I go back to the um, John Doe raids in Wisconsin, and that was I mentioned this actually yesterday. That had to deal with the. Uh, and this was in 2013 when this happened. Uh, it was an aggressive progressive DA that decided to go after individuals, innocent targets who had worked on the uh, Scott Walker recall. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court in 2015 ruled that the probe was unconstitutional and that it was a, quote, perfect storm of wrongs that were instigated against innocent targets. And so they had gagged these people. They pulled, I, I discussed how one family was pulled out, their kids pulled out of bed in the middle of the night at gunpoint. Guns pointed to their heads. Uh, and they threw, tossed them all out on the lawn. And there were the glare of media lights there. And the media had been tipped off and they were not allowed to speak. Just, it is wild. You should read about some of this. It makes me think of this. They used a battering ram to enter one home before dawn. And they told the kids to shut up and be silent. The one woman, Cindy Archer, was one of the ones who was raided. She was one of the lead architects of Wisconsin's Act 10, the budget repair bill. And she, uh, they pounded on her door in the middle of the night. And she was terrified because they had a battering ram. They bu- were busting in her door. She was begging them not to shoot her dogs. And um, she was thankfully able to get do- her dogs out of her house. But um, they there was another uh, individual who's they said that they had a battering ram and they busted into their home in the evening and the husband was showering and they dragged him out of the shower. What? Yep. This is all like and it all went to court. So that's why I'm like, what's going on here? Because it's not this is it wouldn't be it wouldn't be unusual. 
I'm not saying that it's acceptable, but it wouldn't be unique in that that authority would be used in a bad way against a reporter, especially considering what I've just shared with you. So I don't know. Nobody knows anything. But now they're asking. It's just weird. He said they said he fell off the face of the earth. Hmm. Well, now, hopefully that questions are being asked. People will look into why. And where. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. So it's sort of a self-defeating idea, a sort of New Deal society um, and a, a society that is built with a much more robust government that concentrates power in the hands of technocrats is not one that will be friendly. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. I keep coming back to that Stacey Abrams. The reason it's so expensive is because of kids. There was a piece that was done back in March from Bloomberg News. To solve inflation, let your dog die. I mean, it is... They, they had these things to, to uh, save money, basically. Do you really need the extra car? Do you really need health care for your dog? Oh, my gosh. Do we really need you? Feels like I'm going to choose a dog over whoever wrote that piece. Yeah. <laughs> I'd choose a dog over Stacey Abrams. I'm not going to lie. Uh, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. As always, very good to be with you. And... Make sure you sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse. Good stuff coming out always, regularly. And uh, this, I have a piece that I'm, a couple of different things that I'm working, that pieces that I'm working on that we'll be sending out uh, later this week. So I wanted to make sure I'm getting everything in today because there's been a lot of weird stuff. I was looking at that story about the uh, crabs in Alaska, the Alaska, Alaskan snow crabs, apparently 7 billion have disappeared from the Bering Straits in the last four years. The whole industry is facing ruin. Is it overfishing, though, by Chinese boats? I'm asking because I'm just legitimately curious. That would be my guess. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And I love how they don't, they keep going, well, it's probably climate change. I mean, we have no actual evidence at all whatsoever. We're just going to, just going to maybe kind of guess. All right, today in stupidity, Kane, what do we got? All right, well, man, I wish we could do a twofer because, first of all, this statement from Karine Jean-Pierre on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve mm-hmm. is really stupid. Listen to what she says here. It's a historic decision. That's what the, 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 the Strategic Petroleum Reserve are for. They are for these moments, these no, global not. challenges, these what? global market no. challenges that we're seeing because... There was a self-inflicted wound caused by the Biden administration. Exactly. And by the way, if they really, if the economy's doing so great, and if they're working so hard, why do we need to dip in to any strategic petroleum reserve if everything's great? Thank it's you. so silly. It's dumb. It's, well, it's stupid. Exactly. Agreed. Folks, that does it for us today. Have a great night. I will be back behind the mic with you tomorrow. <laughs>